The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to thee, Lord Christ. Once, while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret, and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long, but have caught nothing. Yet if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, son of, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. O Lord, your love endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. Give us grace to receive and embody your care, for you are our creator, our redeemer, and our inspirer. Amen. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. We never hear exactly what Jesus taught the crowds from the boat that day. The scriptural storytellers don't seem to see that as a crucial detail, or even one worth mentioning. The central details are found in the actions, the actions of the disciples, the actions of those seeking to listen to the word of God, and the actions of Christ. Growing up, I was always particularly puzzled and intrigued by the actions at the end of our reading today. 
when the disciples left everything and followed Jesus. It seemed as if week after week I heard of people dropping everything and following Christ's call to discipleship for what seemed like very short conversations. A reason that was not entirely clear to me at the time, or at least not clear to me as a young student. It wasn't until my later adolescence that I realized that in the ancient world of the Bible, it was a relatively common cultural phenomenon to have itinerant rabbis traveling around the countryside with bands of disciples following behind them. Indeed, these traveling teachers usually had a very demanding process for evaluating whether a particular student could be admitted into their discipleship program. Plenty of fishers, farmers, and carpenters were already living out their faith in a powerful and transformative way without needing to literally leave everything behind. Theirs was a faithfulness revealed in their work, in their relationships, in their family life. Plenty of people adhered to a particular rabbi's teachings without making the commitment to follow that particular rabbi around for years on end. Discipleship in the first century world, or apostleship we might think of in, in Christ's context, was perhaps a closer thing to a higher education program today. Being a disciple to a particular rabbi meant being trained and certified in the work of teaching others in that rabbi's tradition. That rabbi would not admit someone as a disciple unless they thought that that disciple could be a faithful rabbi teaching and empowering others. Scripture contains plenty of verses that are in tension with one another. Navigating and living faithfully within those tensions was a matter of artful interpretation. Each rabbi had their own particular yoke for carrying Scripture out in the world. Like oxen pulling a cart, a rabbi's yoke was how they chose to put their shoulders into the act and the work and in the embodiment of faith. A yoke is thus a mental, spiritual, and embodied tool for converting human intentions and prayers into kingdom productivity. Our actions reveal how we are receiving, interpreting, and embodying the word of God. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. But in our story today, the people are pressing in on Jesus to hear this precious word. It's a dangerous situation, and the crowd is threatening to overwhelm this itinerant teacher. And Jesus repurposes the fishing boat into an opportunity for the people to gather a modest catch of kingdom wisdom. Jesus was joined by John and James, who are elsewhere described as the sons of thunder, thunderous in their impetuous and bold action. He was also joined by Simon Peter, Cephas in our, first, in our second reading. P 
Peter and John and James are the trio that will be with Jesus on the mountaintop for the transfiguration. Depicted so beautifully in the back stained glass window of our church. And these three are also the same disciples who are in the room at, Jesus, at Jairus' house when Jesus healed the synagogue leader's daughter. Our reading today with these three disciples in the boat with Jesus presents a series of miniature death and resurrection moments in the waters. First, the threat of the crowd, then Peter's public acknowledgement of a disappointing catch, despite working all night on the water. Then there was the potential embarrassment of going out one more time in front of the crowd to fish in the wrong place at the wrong time just because Jesus said so. Then the inability to lift the net out of the water without help from friends and partners. Then the challenge of transporting the fish back to shore without sinking the boats. At first, there weren't enough fish in the nets, and then there were too many fish in the nets. First, the word of God was so scarce that the people were pressing in to hear it. Then Peter sees the life-giving work of God, God's word up close, and it's almost too much to bear. After all, it's immediately after witnessing the miraculous catch of fish that Peter says, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. Seeing God's glory means he's immediately more aware than ever of his own brokenness. It's a similar situation to what happened during Isaiah's call. The revealing of the angelic vision immediately reminded Isaiah of his own limited humanity. Woe is me, I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. His life could never be the same before that vision as it was before that vision, but he did not feel up to the task of his call. And the fiery coal is a source of purification, of sterilization. Sure, it wasn't easy or straightforward or painless necessarily, but I imagine it was an empowering fire. God's action was to call Isaiah and Peter into service using their particular gifts and experiences for good. In Luke's gospel, Jesus had already gone to Peter's house to heal his mother-in-law, but he hadn't yet asked Peter to follow him as one of his disciples. The use of the boat for speaking and the call to put out into the deep water and let your nets down for a catch could be read as an early trial run in a public working relationship. And if you found yourself in a collaborative project with a college interviewer or a future potential advisor, saying, go away from me, from I am a sinful man, is not 
a statement that's likely to get you admitted into college or another program. But Jesus saw something deeper. He saw Peter's strength alongside his weakness. He saw his honesty, his desire to do good. I think Jesus saw the capability for grace to transform Peter's hopeless resignation into hopeful action. And I think Christ saw Peter's willingness to let his boat and his life be used as an instrument of God's peace. And so, when Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid, from now on you will be catching people. Simon Peter left everything and followed him. Amen.